Hey, hey, everybody. This episode is sponsored by Wolf & Wald, a German company making German beverages using German produce from German farms. And the beverage they make is apple juice, which is EU-certified organic with no sugar added. They're launching in Singapore with sparkling apple juice and pure apple juice. And we tried them both and they're pretty damn kick-ass. Yeah, I have to say that there's something about it that it's sweet, but it's not sweet in the, you know, a shitloads of sugar kind of way. So it's, there's almost something like yeah. very high-end about it. It makes you feel like I'm sitting somewhere like in the, in, in Bavaria or something listening to uh, German music, although I'm not 100% sure what German music is. <laughs> I mean, for me, the big difference was compared to like uh, other sparkling juices is that, yeah, there's no sugar, it's made from actual fruit and there's pulp. There's apple pulp mm. inside. What more could you want? There's pulp. And it's uh, I almost taste it like it's there's some bitterness in that pulp as well. That's why it's quite unique. Eh? Yeah, it's the Bavarian bitterness. <laughs> and their website is live, so you can actually buy their products. And for you, Yalabad listeners, you can enjoy 30% off using the promo code Yalabad. Okay, the promo code will last for two weeks, so go get your juice now. And not only that, Yalabad is also hosting a giveaway. All you need to do is share this episode on your Insta stories and make sure you tag Ministry of Funny and Wolf and Vald. And you'll stand to win one bottle of pure apple juice, two bottles of sparkling apple, and six cans of street food lemonade. Sounds awesome, right? So you have exactly one week to enter, and we'll announce the winner two episodes from now. All the info you can find in the show notes below. And with that, on to the episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Yala Bud. Okay, it seem it may seem like we took another break. But we didn't. We we didn't. No. It's just that we had multiple debates during the week. Terence and I decided trying to find a topic to talk about. Uh, and in the end, yeah, we. I guess now we're also like a how you say fine tuning our process for finding topics to talk about, right? Mm, yeah. Anyway, I mean, but this week no problem. Man. There's a lot of uh, new interesting podcasts to listen to. Uh, like I, what? I don't even mind giving them all shout out because you know it's all part of the ecosystem. You know, Xiaxie like just launched a new podcast also. Oh, is it? Yeah. And uh, and, I mean, that's one. I'm not sure what she's talking about, but Siashi on a podcast, that sounds interesting. And then uh, Nas Daily had just had Shanmugam <laughs> on his podcast or so. So yeah. uh, all interesting, all very interesting. But but like, what about anything? Anything struck you about the, what you might call it, uh, Nas Daily's podcast? I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it. This is why I can't give 100% uh, my full opinion on it yet. I have to listen to it first. How yeah. are you? Have you so, have I mean, you heard it? I mean, I saw I saw his post on Facebook lah. Basically, he called Shamugam the guy who is solving fake news, <laughs> yeah, which I yeah. think is a um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It feels like a, it's a bit of a stretch, and it kind of reminds me of that one cringe-worthy uh, video that Michelle Chong did with Shamugam last time mm-hmm. as a character. And I mean, it just feels weird, like It just feels like already with your post for the podcast, you are kind of like uh, carrying. Like uh, sucking up to him, you just feel mm. how you how how can it be objective, man? I mean, I will give it a listen. Yeah. Uh, even though that will give give his Spotify uh his podcast one listen, mm. but I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. But didn't start off on the best note, lah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, I mean, if if Nas Daily is your source of uh, you know, objective news and everything, then I think uh, you should give us send us a message. I uh, will give you some more other more objective news sources or so, lah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, and like to to Nas Daily, if he chances upon this, or if you guys want to send him a note or something, because we have met him. Actually, we haven't reached out for him to come on our podcast. Ah, uh. uh, no, we, we should haven't. Do that. Yeah, we should do that. We should. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should do that. Maybe we should do that. Because yeah. I mean, we're higher than him in the Spotify chart, yo. For so now, we'll for be now. like, okay, you go. Yeah, for now, yeah, yeah have some faith, lah. Have some yeah, faith, yeah, yeah. man. In fact, in fact, the people yeah. we're talking about, uh, they are also somewhere on the spot, uh, Spotify podcast charts, so. Yeah, right. actually, the person who's right above us. Yeah, yeah. But we, we, before we get to timer. that, there's always that one yes. thing you need to do. That one thing that we need to do, which is yeah. to say that if this podcast has brought, has brought you even the slightest bit of joy, has made you think, has made you even angry, but angry in a good way, it'd be great if you could recommend it to at least one person. Just send them a link. Yeah, you know, oh. as easy as that. And remember, this past week also, I we found out a very interesting thing uh, that. Actually, we have quite a big listener base uh, of A-level students, I think. A-level mm. students who find that listening to us actually helps them prepare for their general pu- general paper, A-level, uh, A-level paper, which is ge- generally like a, 
uh, is a current affairs kind of like uh, English kind of a composition kind of a examination, right? Where, yeah. where you have to know what current affairs are and speak eloquently and write eloquently about them. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. They told us that they actually listened to us and they recommended us to their friends to listen to. And to three of his classmates. Yeah, yeah. And, and they even used it, uh, used articles that we mentioned in their like examination, their oral examinations and things like that. Uh. Yeah, specifically the episode where we talked about the New York Times article pissing off Singaporeans. Uh, and apparently, he referred to it uh, for his O-level oral exams and the examiner was impressed so yeah. actually, okay, I, I let me just comment. I don't know whether it's a he or she. Uh, the the Reddit handle is Laksa Loves You. Nice handle. So thanks for shouting out. And it was nice to see people in the comments echo that. Mm. So, yeah, it's, so, it's, so. It, yeah, it's not just uh, old people listening to us. Like. It's apparently young Gen Z uh, or Gen Z, whatever you want to call it. They're also listening to us. Hey, why do you think only old people listen to us? <laughs> now you know, Everyone who's listening who's not old, you just call them old. Oh, now I have oh. to do fucking damage control for you. Yeah, yeah, please, please do, please do. Yeah, we cater to people of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors. Yeah. Right. And yep. also, if you are studying for exams, just give us a listen. You know, mm. I think PSLE just finished last week, right? Mm. PSLE, a bit young, so. la, a bit young. PSLE, a bit young to listen to this. Why? Yeah, all the vulgarities. Uh. We talked about this before, uh, you know, the vulgarities. Yeah. 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 Need to censor, <laughs> need to censor. Or at least no need, need. To, need to give warning, give, give warning. Oh, oh, that's yeah, a that's yeah. a brilliant setup for the first topic, man. Yes, 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 correct. Yeah, so why don't you introduce the first topic, Terence? Yes, uh, as everyone knows, the number one podcast in the world, Joe Rogan Experience, uh, has recently ported over to Spotify. In the sense mm. that it's now exclusively on Spotify. All episodes, everything's on Spotify. And uh, I think it's the only way that you can listen to Joe Rogan full podcast now, lah. So yeah, it was correct. a big thing because uh, I think Spotify paid upwards of a hundred million for Joe Rogan's exclusive US, uh, uh, yeah, million US, yeah, yeah, for for him to exclusively be on Spotify. Uh, but apparently there have been rumblings even within the Spotify office itself about, uh, you know, some people not feeling very comfortable that Joe Rogan's podcasts, uh, have not been censored and uh, have featured people who, uh, you know, are offensive or harmful to them. So yeah. apparently certain podcasts have not been re-uploaded onto Spotify, especially yeah. podcast interviews with very uh, controversial, what they deem to be right-wing figures like Milo Yiannopoulos and mm. uh, Alex Jones, I believe. And then, yeah. um, so apparently there's talks that they want to go even further. Some employees within Spotify are saying they are planning to go on strike if uh, certain other other certain episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast are not removed from yeah. Spotify, so, so so it's a huge deal, uh, Considering that the Joe Rogan, the whole point of Joe Rogan's podcast is he's trying to encourage conversation, difficult conversations with uh you know difficult topics, and and so he invites quite controversial figures onto his podcast, la. So so yeah. it kind of it's kind of strange that it's suddenly we're going towards like okay maybe we need to start censoring him in order to have him on Spotify. Right. So so maybe if we just uh go give you give you all the context of the Joe Rogan podcast if you mm. haven't already listened to Joe Rogan. Um yeah. so he's he was I mean, people of our boomer generation know him as the host of Fear Factor, which was yeah. this uh ridiculously entertaining ridiculous but entertaining show on AXN when we were growing up where people basically do challenges for money like, like yeah. eat a live Madagascar cockroach or some shit and he used to be the host for that and yeah. then he transitioned he was always a stand-up comedian and then he became a UFC color commentator but his podcast right basically he started it in 2009 two, mm. December 2009 where he just uh, did it with another comedian and it was just him talking shit uh, and I think that was when podcasts were just starting to pick up then and I think it, it slowly started to die a slow death in 2014, but his podcast was still very popular la, and he continued to make them. And I think now they are, what, 1,500 mm. episodes. Yeah. Um, and like what yeah. Terrence said, the nature of his podcast is literally he sits down opposite someone and they talk for two, three, four hours and it's, I think, the most honest interviews you can find online. La. Mm. Some of the famous and, and, ones include like yeah. uh, the one where he smoked a joint with Elon Musk on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? What the other? Oh, he had the boss of Twitter on the podcast also Jack defending. Dorsey, yeah. Yeah. Jack Dorsey defending Twitter's uh, policies on censorship. Um. What? What are interesting? He ones had Bernie he Sanders on. 
Oh yes, yes, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, Bernie Sanders on. Um, and I mean, oh, he's there was, basically there was recently talk that that Donald Trump tweeted that he wouldn't mind doing a debate with Joe Biden on the Joe Rogan podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah. I will. Uh, we 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 can come to that also because that is in some way it just happened a few weeks ago. But yeah. but yeah, he 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 grew in traction and now basically he can pretty much get anyone on his podcast, like, and he gets yeah. hundred and ninety million downloads a month, though. Yeah. Uh, and we are ahead of him on the Spotify charts. Just uh, a shout-out. Just, just in Singapore. Out, yeah. But just, get, yeah, just in Singapore. <laughs> just an aside. Uh, do, you, do you remember last time Fear Factor? Like, uh, well, I think, because part of the Fear Factor thing was that they would also bring out really gross things for people yeah. to eat on the show, right? Yeah. And yeah. then I remember last time as a Singaporean, I was so tickled while watching it because one of the things that they always bring out that everybody, all the Americans would like vomit when they see it or smell it was century egg. They would bring out oh, century Oh, I thought you were going to say durian. No, they brought out <laughs> century, century egg saying that this is a hundred year old egg that, you know, it's Chinese- It's in hospice or something, yeah, right? like Chinese people love to eat. <laughs> and then like, everyone's treating it like it's like nuclear, like nuclear, uh, the nuclear bomb or something. It's damn funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. And yeah. and yeah, so he's, I think he's had a consistent, a base grow up quite consistently and he's quite prolific on social media also. So, mm-hmm. so like what Terrence said, previously he used to exist on, like he would upload his own vi- full videos on YouTube uh, called the Joe Rogan Experience and there's another channel that takes highlights and he was on pretty much every podcast platform except Spotify. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, as of a few weeks ago, was it 1st September or something? He migrated everything over, right? Yeah, that's right. For hundred so, good 100 million USD. And that was not even public, lah. That was rumors. What it was, we have heard that yep. it might be more. And it's only for two years, right? Uh, yeah, it's a limited time, right? yeah. Yeah, limited. Time. So, so I guess the rumblings began when he first migrated over, and some episodes with more controversial figures were were not there, lah. Yeah. And he didn't right. publicly disclose it. Yeah. Um. But then, come mid September, people were saying, okay, uh, they should remove more of his episodes, mm. and then. Um, uh, a week later they were demanding editorial oversight so not only retroactively removing mm-hmm. but future episodes having some sort of uh, put process in place to check the podcast before it goes live yeah. and then there was one that he did with the most recent one mm. uh, which was who? Uh? Uh, basically uh, it was this I think it's a I, I don't want to call her a researcher or activist or author or something basically mm. she wrote a book or a paper or something about how, uh, and this is a very controversial topic, so correct me or forgive me if I, if I get it uh, wrong somewhere along the way. La. But she mm. speaks up against uh, transgender, uh, what do you call it? Uh, transgender operations being conducted on, uh, on, on minors. Minors meaning mm. below 18. Because I mm. think, um, according to her, she has amassed or read up a lot of research and found a lot of personal and uh, interviewed a lot of uh, transgender people who have gone through the gone through the transition um, before they turned eighteen and lived to regret it lah, and then wanted to transition back lah. So mm. her point was like a lot of times, especially for young ladies who are growing up in a you know growing up in a social environment and, and, and maybe feeling social pressures from their friends and things like that um, she's saying that they are much more susceptible to following trends uh, as opposed to really thinking about is this what I want for my future la, right mm. so so she says and, that that, that yeah. group in particular has is much more susceptible to um, you know undergoing transgender uh, conversion bef- uh Without without really thinking through the consequences, uh. yeah. And and her name is Abigail Schreier. Mm. Uh, it's the JRE, the Joe Rogan Experience, episode one five zero nine. You can find yep. it on Spotify or whichever yeah. platform you're listening to us right now. And she's the author of Irreversible Damage: The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. Mm. So I guess the title of the book itself a bit speculative, like, But yeah. but what we wanted to talk about today was um. I guess just given that we are in the podcast uh, area, we've been uploading content onto platforms for the past six, seven years. Mm. Um, yeah, I have I have certain thoughts about this, but what about you, Terence? Like, what what was your first thought when you saw? Uh, okay, so just to give the full chronology, after there was uh, they were highlighting that that issue, that episode should also be removed. Um, mm. The Spotify CEO Daniel Elk apparently had like ten closed door meetings with his staff, uh, mm. but they didn't remove it and. Um. Th- then I think the most recent thing, like you said, some people have been threatening to do a strike, but nothing has happened. Like, and then Joe yeah. Rogan himself has addressed it. He said Spotify has said nothing to him. Um. Mm. And that 
everything, there's been no editorial comments, no nothing. They might have the meetings, sure, but all companies have meetings. Yeah. And then um, just, yeah. just to put into context, I think you asked me what I thought about it, but the first thing that came to my mind was, in case you think that uh, you know, this kind of thing only happens in the US, it'll never happen in Singapore and all that, right? Yeah. Uh, I just remind everyone, there was Singapore was the first, Singapore had the first Google office where there was a staged uh, walkout on, of the office. That means employees of Google in Singapore were the first Google employees in the world Ooh, to walk yeah. out of the office because... Uh, apparently, you know, the father of Android who used to work for Google, he was given a very big severance package after he was asked to step down because of some sexual allegations and all that in the company. Lah. So a lot of people within Google, the en- entire organization were unhappy and staged a global like walkout on the same day. And because Singapore is so far ahead <laughs> in the time zone, we were the first office in the world that did that. So it was quite a big deal. I mean, considering it's Singapore. Uh, of course, they didn't walk out of the building, but they walked out of their... Their, you know, their, their floors or their desks and they gathered in the, the main lobby of Google. Uh. So so they never yeah. broke, they didn't break any laws because they were still in their office and everything. I don't know if they went back to work, but um, it was part of this whole global stage walkout. Uh. Uh, so, mm. so in case you think these kind of things only happen in the US very far from Singapore, just remind you that, you know, there, there, are, there are rumblings of these kind of things happening here as well. Uh. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Uh. But, but, but that it is, global, but that, yeah. that case, it would, I, I also think it's slightly different from this. Yeah. Uh. So, so what, mm. what were your thoughts when you first heard of, of this all this? Huh? I mean, part of me was like, uh, this feels a bit weird because the beauty of Joe Rogan's podcast is that, mm. like what you said, he has interviewed like people across multiple spectrums, uh, pro-gun, anti-gun, pro-life, uh, pro-abortion, um, right-wing, left-wing. And he got people like Ben Shapiro, Steven Crowder and all that. Mm. And he's known for... Like what, what I respect about him and which is what we try to do on our podcast as well is to not mm. vilify people like, and yeah. just treat them as human beings. Like. So he he basically thrives on authenticity and speaking his mind because mm. he's existed on YouTube and has never, he fucking says a whole bunch of shit and he and he doesn't apologize often until unless it's a big kind of guffaw. Like. Mm. So when I saw this, part of me is like, oh fuck, what's, what's going to happen? Is he going to... Is he going to, ha- even if it's subconscious, right, is he going to be more conscious of this kind of shit that, mm. that it could happen? Because ultimately, once uh, like 100 plus million dollars are involved, yeah, he did say before he migrated over that there won't be any editorial con- uh, control. It'll just be exclusivity. But mm. then I think about it, I think Spotify needs him more than he needs Spotify. So, yeah. and given that he's been doing this for a long time and just looking at his character, he seems quite strong-willed. I don't think he mm. would back down like, but you know people subconsciously do shit yeah. so I just felt it was unfortunate because I do feel his podcast has lost a bit like, just mm. just with all this going on like. but okay um, one thing I have to point out like, is that we, we say that you know he tries to stay in the middle when it comes to political mm. issues and all that right but I would say that uh, having listened to his podcast for I mean quite a number of episodes of his podcast before I would say that when it comes to this issue about transgender he is much more firmly on the side um, of of this of this lady he interviewed and and why is that is because he is like you mentioned he's a UFC sports commentator so he always brings up the point that you can never put like a you know a transgender woman to fight against an actual uh, like a Cis, what? cis cis woman you're skirting <laughs> you're realizing yeah, your word. terms you have to be fucking careful yeah, yeah. cisgender <laughs> cisgender woman cisgender, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. you cannot put them in a cage together and fight because uh you know the transgender would have had you know grown up all those years with hom- you know different hormones men's hormones and everything different bone your structure muscle, yeah, bone structure muscle all that and you could end up killing a person ah. so he's saying mm. that it literally can kill someone if you if you choose to ignore the the differences with uh the physiological differences between biological uh male and biological female ah. so so yeah. i think he's much more firmly on on that lady's side and um yeah I, i've i think i've i've seen or heard much fewer instances of him interviewing someone uh, on, I mean, he has interviewed transgender celebrities and things like that, lah. But but, uh, not not really scientists and all that that much, uh. mm. So are you saying that they basically, from what I understand, uh, from my uh, layman, uh, but curious uh, understanding of the whole topic is that there's a school of thought that says your your gender is one thing. No wait, your sex your sex your sex is one thing. Your mm. gender is another. Yeah. And when you transition from man to woman, you are a woman, lah. Uh, yeah, whereas correct. Joe Rogan 
would see you as a transgender woman, but still mm. used to be a man or or, or something yeah. to to him. But yeah, so he's he's basically pointing out there are physiological differences, and yeah. trying to in the in the name of being politically correct, trying to paper over them by allowing transgender women to compete against women in the Olympics, for example. Uh, you know, mm. you would smash all the records, and and you know, it would just you know, yeah, it's a big slap to all the female athletes the that have come before lah. Which in this day and age is a statement that could get you in trouble. La, yes, you yes, know? yes, correct, correct. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean so it's, it's not something yeah. that I, I, I have researched extensively or what and but a lot a lot of the anecdotes that he had with that lady in that podcast were like I think um there was one particular record holder. So so just a heads up, you oh, listen yeah. to the full thing, right? Yeah, I admittedly yeah. have not listened, yeah, but yeah. I read summaries, but you are you are the subject matter expert on it. No no, no. I mean she had just in- interesting anecdotes like there was one I think yeah. the female former record holder of the eight hundred meter dash or something like she she came and she broke all the records of the eight hundred meter in the Olympics and everything. And then and then they compared that to uh to the men's side and they found that the the like normal college male athlete could also beat that that female world record already mm. at, at that same point of time. So that's that's mm. what they're saying is that, you know, the best runner, the best female runner in the world and everything is at a, you know, at a much different uh, scale uh, compared to the male athletes and all uh, who are doing that thing. So, so mm. to try and put them all in the same uh, bucket because of one has un- undergone transition surgery would be very um, disingenuous. Uh, that's what they were saying. Yeah. Uh. So, mm. so that's the kind of conversations they were having in that podcast. Uh. So you're saying that to, to give the context that, okay, like Joe Rogan is still not not purely neutral. Uh. He has yeah. his own biases. He has yeah. his own bias. What the fuck is the plural right. of bias? Biases. Yeah, biases. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biases and prejudices. So, yeah. but I mean, but yeah, going back to the, your thoughts when you first started reading about this and like the whole Spotify employee kind of like um, wanting to put your foot down. What, 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 you, what came to your mind? Uh, okay, so I think I saw an analogy on Reddit that I thought was was uh, I'm not sure I I thought it was quite interesting. Like they said that so that's what what you're trying to say is that uh if a librarian who works at a library sees a book about a topic they don't like, should they be allowed to burn the book or, or you know insist mm. that I I'm not going to work here until you all remove that book, right? Because at the mm. end of the day, Spotify is the beauty of Spotify is that you. There's so many podcasts you can go and find. Go and find something that that you want to listen to, and if you don't want to listen to it, just don't listen to it, lah. Right? Mm. Why? Why must you put a you know have gatekeepers and everything to tell you what you can or cannot listen to, lah? It should be more like an archive of 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 everything, lah. Right? But but that's the the tricky thing, right? Because like as much as America believes in free speech and all, they do have laws against hate speech, right? Mm, so there is a difference between completely free speech. And what what they have implemented la. So so if you're saying that if they should have a library of content, even platforms like YouTube and Twitter are mm. having to clamp down on hate speech. Yeah. So in that way, that's why I felt like the Joe Rogan thing has lost a bit of its sheen because it almost feels like it is, he can still be free, but mm. not as free as he used to be. Uh, what 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 was you saying that transitioning to uh, transitioning? I keep we keep using that word today. Yeah, moving, to, <laughs> moving to Spotify has caused him <laughs> to lose that freedom. Uh, you're saying, or at least from me, from a from a consumer perspective, like because I still continue listening to the podcast and it still feels mm. the same. Mm. But I don't know if it's a subtle thing because he's been around for a long time. And the last time, the, if you ask me to describe Joe Rogan's podcast in one word, is raw, unedited, unfiltered. Okay, that's not one word, there's three words. Mm-hmm. But along those lines, like, whereas now Spotify... Okay, because also there was another podcast, I think a few episodes ago with uh, Dun- Douglas M- Murray, where he mm. kind of like, he claims something, uh, he, he made a claim that left-wing anarchists had set fires in Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, which was factually incorrect. Like, yeah. And he came out very quickly to apologize on that on Instagram, which mm. I respect him for, and which he has done in the past. But... Now, you see, I will see that as a shit. Was it Spotify pressure or was it him? Whereas previously, mm. when he's come out and apologized, I know he had no real mo- incentive to do it apart from his own motivation, like, which I really respect. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it could be that, that Joe Rogan is just looking to maybe retire already. Like. You know, he, he's moved to, recently he moved his whole setup. He moved his whole family to Texas. To Texas. Right? Yeah, he set yeah. up a new office. And then even UFC fights, he doesn't commentate as many UFC events as he used to already. So you're yeah. saying he... 
He's a failing podcaster, but failing podcaster now. Nah, he's just checking out <laughs> already. 100 million US. Yeah, yeah 100 million US. Take the 100 million US and after that, oh, you tell me what to do. Okay, law, I do law, it's fine. Nah. So, okay, so when, when, I, when I catch myself thinking that, I also feel like, okay, this guy has been in entertainment for fucking long, like 20 yeah. plus years, right? Yeah. So, I think that like, he's definitely a smart guy. So, I know he definitely saw this coming or he knew of this threat and maybe yeah. it was just for these two years, he's going to, Maybe he saw it also like, because the thing when he got that deal, I think for a lot of podcasters, it's like, you know, when Joseph Schooling won the Olympic gold, right? Suddenly you have all these Singaporean people who are like, fuck, you know, I can swim also, I can do this. For podcasters, it was that kind of like, oh shit, you can actually make that much money, Mm -hmm. which I think is a very important thing. Um, But I think he also knew what he was getting into and I don't think it's like caught him blindsided. At the same time, like the CEO of Daniel L, uh, Spotify, Daniel L, they also know that Joe Rogan was famous for one reason. Like it's mm. raw, it's authentic. So I think they also knew this. And at least it's good to see the CEO push back. Mm. And Actually, not, in what way has he pushed back? In the sense that he didn't take down the mm. Abigail Schreier episode. Mm. Um, he hasn't retroactively gone back and um, a- edited anything. According to Joe Rogan, no one from Spotify has approached him. Mm. Um, so that's good. I think but, Daniel Elk knows that. Yeah. La. Because it's in Daniel Elk's best best company interest also. Because when Joe Rogan signed the deal, fucking Spotify's uh uh stock price went up by five percent, which was yeah, like six yeah. billion. So here's a question, uh, if you are Daniel Elk right now, the CEO of Spotify, uh yeah. you know, then there's this hundred of employees out of your organization or thousands that is making a big ruckus about your your most important uh, asset, la, right? Podcast uh, asset, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Then and they're also we're also in the middle of a shit economy where a lot of people are out of jobs and everything. Uh. Would you like just fire everyone and then just hire people who actually want Joe Rogan experience on Spotify? Well, uh, I don't okay, so yeah, imagine imagine I'm CEO of Spotify. Oh, that would be dope, yeah. But I, I don't think it would be good for him to just fire them also. If they want to leave, then they leave. Uh as opposed to him kind of like proactively firing them. Uh. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, if they want to leave, they want to leave. But I think as a company, he needs to figure this shit out because for them, right, they want to own the audio space. I think in the past two, mm. three years, they signed an exclusive rights with Joe Rogan, which is 100 over plus million US dollars. They bought Gimlet Media, mm. which has always claimed to be like the HBO of podcasts. Like they, they produce scripted originals, which are fucking dope. Uh, they bought Anchor FM, which is a podcast distribution platform. Mm. So literally down the vertical of audio, audio content, they are trying to, fucking clamp down and own that shit lah. Yeah. So like what you said, I think even more so than a lot of music musical artists, Joe Rogan is probably one of their strongest assets because you never you don't get a musical artist pumping out songs every few days. Mm-hmm. Right? But Joe Rogan literally puts out a podcast every few days. They Spotify now has video for his podcast. Yeah. So it's video and audio. So I think he knows, man, that if he had to pick between like these hundred employees and Joe Rogan, I think for the next one, two years it would be Joe Rogan. Yeah, exactly. So so that's why I'm I'm wondering like is, is, isn't it essentially an employee, uh, you know, in a, a very high-performing uh, tech company in the middle of a recession and everything? Yeah, employees and having refusing, a job, right? Yeah, refusing to do work because of uh, their disagreement with your most important asset in the company. La. So it's like, mm, you know, uh, to me, uh, first, uh, let's go back to the Google example we were talking about. Uh, I think yeah. I, I said that one is different. Uh, I, I'm trying to explain why. It's because the Google one was about um the guy, the father of the Android system. I can't remember his name really. Mm. But he mm. was, uh, you know, sexually harassing someone in office or something like that. Lah. Or there were allegations against him harassing someone in the office. So um, the people, the reason the people decided to stage a walkout was because about it was about safety in the office. Lah. Like literally mm. like physical safety, right? Mm. Like how can you uh, protect or reward someone so greatly even though he's, you know, apparently he's been going around doing shady shit in the office. Lah. So, mm. so that, I, you know, people staging a walkout, then I can kind of understand, okay, you need to provide a safe working environment for your female employees and or even you know, any employee, like, basically, from, from yeah. getting sexually harassed and all that. Whereas this one is about, it's not about, you know, like literal safety in office Calm or anything. La, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, it's about the content that your your platform is put, is allowing on the platform. La. It's yeah, a bit like, you know, exactly. how, yeah, like Facebook or so, they were making noise about their actions of Facebook versus uh, what Trump was saying about the riots in, in Portland and stuff like that as well, right? The mm. riots at that time. I think Trump was yeah. saying, uh, National Guard, you know, get ready or some shit like that. And then 
people are saying that hey, that's like uh, almost calling for violence against the the riot the protesters. Uh. But but on that note, and I mean just for for our listeners, the the Google guy is Andy Rubin lah, and apparently mm-hmm. he got paid ninety million as a severance package or not yeah. a severance package. He just got a package lah. Yeah. Um. But you know you're saying. My first thought was like, actually, yeah, he was harming people um, at, at the workplace and um, he, he left. La. And my initial thought is that Joe Rogan, and this is of course bias, uh, I think he's doing more good for humanity than most people by just having open discussions. Yeah. But but if you talk about harm, right, you know, there is, and this is something that, yeah, we are not experts on about the life of a, of a transgender person and the real impact of transphobia and all. If he is in some way propagating transphobia right mm. isn't that in some way causing harm and I think that's what is probably the anchor argument for a lot of these uh, Spotify employees uh, that you have here someone kind of dis or trivializing transgender issues isn't that harmful in some way as well uh, but yeah I guess that's where the what, what you said about hate speech earlier it, it being codified in laws I think if, if, if Joe Rogan really did something that was outright hate speech you could report him to the police already like, right Mm. Um, but if they brought, if they reported this, you know, this interview to the police or something, I don't think it would actually really cross any like hate speech laws. La. So it will come to the point of someone saying, oh, I feel, you know, offended. I feel unsafe mm. by, by this as opposed to it being outright hate speech. La. So so that's yeah. why I'm like, mm. it's a bit tricky really because it, it's open, then open, it's much more open for in personal interpretation of hate speech, la, right? Yeah, well, that would be a brilliant segue to our next topic, but I think I don't think we are we, are, we still have a bit more that I want to talk about this. Um, but yeah, I think I think like and that's also assuming that the podcast he did with this person is like full of yeah hate speech or mm. transphobic comments. But like from what I read, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you listened to it, it was more exploring the recent rise of people undergoing transgender operations. And I think there could be a lot of reasons for that, right? The ease, mm. the more accessible uh, care and, and, and medical uh, medical options. But in some way also, it's worth exploring that shit. Is this in some way like a trend almost? I think what put them in hot soup was she used the word contagion, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which is traditionally associated with viruses and yeah, basically negative stuff, especially in the midst of a global fucking pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that's where uh, that's where it's it gets tricky la, because yeah, the podcast is raw, it's unfiltered and if you're in a three-hour interview, you're going to say some a lot of things off the cuff. Um, so so I guess it, it's a tricky issue but I think in some way, it is letting more... You know the the weird thing that happened with like even Okay Let's Go in Singapore where mm, they, they said some misogynistic stuff or they were accused of saying misogynistic stuff but I think after that whole drama they were more popular than ever yeah? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in some way I won't be surprised if this is driving more listens to Joe Rogan which is in, in after all just more beneficial to Spotify as well I don't think people have started boycotting Spotify and mm. I think you bring up a very important point about how in general I think the average uh, employee at Spotify gets paid pretty fucking well uh, and yeah. when there's rising unemployment around the world right Maybe that's why there hasn't been a walkout or strike yet because they are like, <laughs> how much do I really care about this? You know, like, fucking if I'm out on the street uh, and if you're not an engineer, I think even engin- computer engineers now are finding it tougher to find jobs. So, yeah. So yeah. Hmm. Tricky situation. It just feels like it's a, it's a tricky situation. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, every few days, oh, and I think what like I did say I wanted to come back to this is because the fact that uh, when I was saying the benefit that Joe Rogan brings to open discussions, right, there was... Uh, a petition that that almost three hundred thousand people signed for Joe Rogan to be the mod- moderator of the presidential debates, mm. and it started with, um, I think Tim Tim Duncan or fuck, what's his name, um, it, basically uh, he uh, Joe Rogan was a guest on his podcast, and uh, the guy asked Joe Rogan, would you consider being the moderator? And Joe Rogan said, yeah, sure, but it'll be just three of us in a room and we'll be there for hours and then people fucking went crazy and almost 300,000 people signed the petition. Even Trump himself agreed. Yeah. But Biden didn't but, say anything. But actually, you know, uh, you know, we, we we talked about this before where Joe Rogan, you know, remember he was in the room with the guy the, who did the vegan documentary Game Changers Yeah, and then, yeah, with, right, the, right. And then with the guy who was trying to debunk <laughs> yeah, it. I thought he did a correct, terrible correct, job correct. At, at, I thought he, he was did. a terrible moderator for that debate. La. And, and it, it just ended up like, yeah, la, like one guy talking over another and then basically like just attacking his character and everything and Joe Rogan sort of just sat there and just like, mm. so I, I, I don't see how Joe Rogan would actually That's be true, uh. a great 
the uh, he because his his podcast <laughs> is not a debate. You see, that's the thing about his podcast. People don't understand that it's not a. I no one walks away saying, "Oh, I won the the conversation." There, but everyone walks away saying, "Oh, I I I am better Learn for something. having had, had yeah having had a deeper conversation with someone with a different opinion from me lah." But I don't think Trump is out for that. Trump is not going to sit there like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to listen to Joe Biden talk," <laughs> and then what no, is Joe Rogan going to do about it? I mean, between Joe Biden and Trump, if they if they were in a room with Joe Rogan, I think Biden will get fucking. I I can't see him holding his own against Joe yeah. Rogan. Uh, because not not in terms of intellectual capacity or something. It's just you have Joe Rogan, who's ultimately still a dude's dude, lah. You know, yeah, he's yeah. a burly fucking yeah. like alpha male. Then you have Trump, and then you have Biden. So I think it'll be fucking interesting to watch. I think it'll be a massive uh win for Spotify. Yeah, but. In terms of the debate making it more useful, I think it'll just be more entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I wish it happens, but I don't think it should replace the actual debate. La. But apparently the debates might not even happen anymore, right? Because Trump's COVID yeah. thing and Joe Biden wanted to do it virtually, but Trump doesn't want to and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it might not even, we might not even have a debate anymore already. Yeah. Fuck, man. Or at least not, not... Oh, because there is a timeline. So in some way also, it all points back to, did he really get COVID? Did he... Like maybe it's just a master stroke because he knew that yeah. if he gets COVID, he can push back the debate and and all this fucking shit yeah, yeah, yeah. But goddamn, it's a tricky situation. I mean, twenty twenty another crazy year where we had more uh we had more debates during the Singapore election than the U.S. election. Can you imagine? Yeah, that? and the debates <laughs> in Singapore were more were more illuminating also because even the past yeah. week the Kamala Harris versus Mike Pence debate it felt okay a lot more civil and a lot more intellectual, but at the end of the day, they didn't really answer a lot of questions. They were just arguing amongst themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the biggest oh. winner was the fly. La. <laughs> wow, 2020. Yeah. Another one. 2020. Just, it's going to go down in history yeah, this year. But but speaking of, uh, what was the fucking segue you set up just now that I totally forgot now? Uh, Something about... Oh, hate who, speech where yeah, hate people speech, are brought right. to the court of law and... Uh, if the police determined they didn't say something that was hateful, then yeah, yeah, la, yeah the law, the yeah. law triumph la. Yeah. So, so that was a that was the perfect segue for for the for the top the next topic la, yeah. which concerns someone who has been on our podcast, mm. who we also got a bit of flag for for bringing onto our podcast, mm. and she is none other than Xia Shui. Xia Shui. Did I say that correctly? Uh, a bit of the Shui. Okay, you say a bit of the Xia Shui again, la, which is Xia a very shui. bad insult. La. You don't don't. Don't anyhow do it in uh, when you see her in person, uh. Is it I seen her in person and I said that right? You I mean no, you probably call her by her first name, proper first name, but then the way so, you say Xia Xue, it's very like you, you say like Xia Shui, which is like a very so, different meaning, <laughs> la, Yeah. So so the reason why Terence is annoying me right now is because I know we're gonna talk about <laughs> this later in the podcast, uh, as like a supplementing, yeah. but uh I if Terence tells me something about Chinese culture, Chinese language, I would normally yeah. accept it perfectly fine. But now, before this podcast and outside this podcast, he's also claiming to be an expert on Indian culture just because he <laughs> fucking watched an Indian matchmaking by Netflix. Like I he literally messaged me yesterday saying, Okay, dude, I finally understand your culture <laughs> by watching a Netflix show. So he wanna be an expert on Chinese culture, that's fine. Okay, but this fucking Indian culture, Terence, you've know I've known you for eleven years and this is uh. the first time you told me you understand me as a person after no. watching a fucking Netflix show. It's just a bet- better understanding of like what drives you. <laughs> Fuck you what 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 basically you wake up during your morning, like what irritates you and, and like <laughs> the kind of things that go through your mind are done like, oh shit, you know, like I always like, hey, how come like this guy so so emotional, so <laughs> so negative so many negative vibes coming from him and then I, I realize, oh okay, I understand now. And and maybe it's because Venus is not driving his bus bus at this period and things like that. <laughs> So maybe I'll, next time for your birthday, I'll get an astrologer to come to come to your house. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I guess yeah, you have to watch Indian matchmaking to understand all these jokes. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but so awesome, like, nah. now yeah. and he hasn't even finished the series. It's just five episodes. Oh, you finished already? No, 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 I haven't finished. It. I haven't finished. It. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking entertaining. Like. I'm just savoring every little bit now because I know it's only eight episodes, so I'm like trying to slow down. So every bit, episode, yeah. do you pause and reflect on what that means between uh in like with regards to me and how I've behaved towards you in the past? Oh no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, like now you are, you are in a being rela- a partner, is it? No, 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 no. Don't put words <laughs> in my mouth. I say now you are in a relationship that I understand now it's a love marriage. It's going to be a love marriage. So you know that that's why you know last time you always talk about how you hate going to weddings and stuff. Right? Then I understand. I understand a bit more why lah <laughs> because in India there's no such thing as like is is either uh, arranged marriage or love marriage. 
And then, you okay, know, see, like, this, things like this that. This is where you're painting one brick brushstroke about how I hate to go to weddings. <laughs> I hate to go to boring fucking weddings, okay? Uh, yeah, and I, I hate to go to weddings where it's just showing some PowerPoint slide about how they met and the couple are just fucking having, like, verbal sex on stage. Yeah, I like going yeah. to weddings that are fun, uh, that are of my friends. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, like, I'll give you that. that I enjoyed your wedding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't... I was MC. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so you just you give, have to give more context. Okay, I don't uh, see yeah, yeah, weddings. No. But I, I say subconsciously, the the, the just the yeah, idea of like now you know me all your friends all, all your friends all happily <laughs> doing love marriage and then just like partying and some probably made you very angry inside. Like, how come I don't have my love marriage <laughs> planned for me? That kind of thing. So so I understand. I understand. I understand. I'm not going to call you bitter or anything. I'll just say that's just how you grew up. It's the culture and. <laughs> We'll move on, we'll move oh, on. Cool, you know? <laughs> then I'll go watch some, what was a Chinese show, like the Crouching Warrior Hidden Dragon, is it? Yeah, then I'll yeah, be, yeah. I understand Chinese culture now. <laughs> Basket. But yeah, Indian matchmaking. I mean, it's not a one-trick thing yet, but, but it's actually really fun to watch. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually was, asked Harish, hey, your Indian matchmaking you did as one-trick thing before, right? That means I can't do it, right? Yeah, then That's why we're yeah. talking about it now. Yeah. But there's like an internal shokness transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Internal correct, shokness correct. transfer. But yeah. yes, what we were talking about, we were Xia Shui. Mm. Uh, and essentially over the past week um, she it started because she posted some Insta stories about the state of uh, of the area around her house uh, which I don't know whether a lot of people know is actually in Haugang uh, yeah. she's been living there for the past 7 years and it's under WP's uh, town council uh, mm. as in is WP Haugang runs or Aljunit? I thought it was Aljunit uh, I mean it's the same town council uh, right same same town council. Uh. So so uh it's a constituent of the WP run Aljunit GRC. So mm-hmm. it's the house is in Haugang, but it's part of Aljunit GRC. Uh. So she posted a bunch of Insta stories with cracks and and I think exposed wires uh and stuff like that. And she was quite open about it. Uh. The wires at this place were exposed. My mother called to complain, they came to fix it with cable ties. Are you fucking kidding me? This is directly outside my house, has some pride in your work, fuck for fuck's sake. And then the next day, I think the, some workers came to fix the broken concrete outside the unit. Mm. And then, yeah, like, she kind of implied that it was because of the Insta stories. Like. Oh, no, but, um, but I think you missed out the part where even while she was taking photos and videos of all the deficiencies in her, her blog, she was saying that, oh, you know, uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to stir party politics or that, but, you know, I live in a workers' party ward, like, right? And mm. then, like... Uh, from my friends who live in PAP wards, they keep telling me very good things about how they're very responsive and everything. So I, I'm not trying to be partial or anything here, but I'm just really showing you what it's like living in the Workers' Party ward, like, right? Mm. And yeah. like, she's quite well known for being a super pro PAP supporter. Like. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Right. So at the end, I mean, she, she apparently posted also that her mother had written to the Aljunet Town Council many times and even emailed MPS, MP mm. Sylvia Lim. Like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some measures were implemented, and of course, people were were went ape shit about it, yeah. But what was your your thoughts about this whole thing? Uh? Actually, when I saw the thing, I mean, I thought it's quite funny that almost immediately the town council came and fixed everything, la. Like I was, I saw wow, there's so many deficiencies, but by some miracle, the next day, almost all of them were like apparently almost all of them were fixed, la. But then yeah. I was just thinking, wow, this is like actually this is the first time where you really see an influencer you know, um, because of an influencer rant, something good really came out of it. La. If anything, like, I mean, I'm her, I think her neighbours must be very happy that she went on that rant because suddenly overnight all the problems all fixed, la, right? So, so it's like, <laughs> it's more effective to go to your influencer living in your blog rather than to go to your meet the people session and to complain about all these things because the influencer will get more attention to it and they will get fixed faster. That, that's one thing I mm. uh, that, that I came out of it la, that, you know, when we say influencer, maybe really they, they actually can have influence on, on something. La. And then that was yeah. pretty awesome. La. I think the, the town council did also publicly explain that the contractors were already on site and because some of the issues she had just required interim measures, they mm. were deployed there. Yeah. But yeah, you can argue that she did have some impact on it. Yeah. But then I was also thinking like... Um, Okay, so so my initial thought was that I've I've lived in Tampines, then once I I lived with my friends in Topayo, and mm. there were certain parts of it also that weren't the most well maintained. Mm. So I think for her to just say it's specifically because of the 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 workers party, yeah. workers party felt like it's a bit speculative, lah. Mm. Uh, that that's what that's what I felt, and and I mean ultimately if you 
maybe I mean to be to set proper context and all that like you go to a random PAP place and see whether you can find the shit yeah. so because I remember last time in Topayo and uh, Tampines I also could yeah I mean Tampines I think more well well maintained than Topayo Topayo the blocks were old uh, and there was also something I saw people on Reddit comment like that she lives in a mature estate so these can be expected I don't think that's the best excuse but I just mm. felt like don't want to politicize it ultimately isn't it going to end up being political if you mention the party specifically yeah yeah because ultimately the town council also they have to hire people who who might not be you know from the party and all that as well right to, to, mm. to carry out the, all the the maintenance works um, mm. but yeah it's just like uh, it's quite funny that even even like the cracks in the wall downstairs can end up being you know politicized because I think last time in the early in the 90s and all that the joke was that that if you went to the state opposition ward like Potong Pasir or that you are living in like the less developed side of Singapore and like stuff yeah. is crumbling and all that so so I, I always I mean I, I always thought that was a, just a joke and everything la. so to to see Xiaxue actually like document everything going on her blog about it and then like you know sort of having that narrative again was like a blast on the past la, that kind of and, kind of and I think it's important because I think it also informs people's subconscious um, uh, perception of the area and I speak mm. I say this because my girlfriend uh, lives girlfriend like girlfriend a, from love marriage or love marriage or <laughs> love, love, love marriage, love marriage <laughs> not marriage <laughs> yeah love marriage yeah no Sima from Bombay or anything <laughs> who set us up fucking <laughs> hell <laughs> 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 so she lives uh, in upper uh, Serangoon there and one time when we were driving we did go from PAP to WP to D- PAP mm-hmm. uh, area and I'm not going to lie, I did feel a difference, but I don't know whether it's because there was actual difference or whether it's just playing in my head that WP is not as well-maintained, the WP GRC is not as well-maintained as PAP GRC. And I never got down to explore, but I think it's important when people make these sort of statements because it informs people uh, of, yeah. of, the, of, the, of how they might perceive certain things that might not really be there. So yeah. yeah, it's definitely political and I don't know, there are many ways... That if you wanted to use your your platform, you could have gotten some action, mm. Um, and I think that my favorite example, which I remember that happened five years ago, uh, it was this guy who was in uh, Middlesbrough, England, and apparently there were a lot of potholes around his his estate, la. And mm. he kept raising it up. He kept raising it. Up, no one did. But you know what is the one thing he did that fucking got the attention of the uh, the the town council immediately, and he got it fixed so easily. What he drew he drew a big penis in chalk around the potholes. <laughs> So the estate was just full of penises, of, of chalk penises everywhere. And yeah, immediately the next few days, <laughs> it started getting filled. Yeah, so yeah. guys, if you want your stuff to be rectified without making it political, just draw, I'm not saying draw penises. You know, you can draw vaginas as well. We want to be gender neutral. Uh, but just, yeah, there are many other ways to to do things. La. Yeah, or, or like I said, mentioned, la, like just uh, go and meet Xiaxue. Don't go, in, don't go and meet your MP, go and meet Xiaxue. Yeah, meet, the meet the Xiaxue session. She should do that in her yeah. blog downstairs every week. Uh. Then, meet then the Xiaxue session. In fact, in fact, like I, I think it's like uh, it would be a great show if like maybe someone did a series where Xiaxue went around like different parts of Singapore, whether it's PAP or yeah. WP wards, and then she just like goes around identifying all these deficiencies in every every different blog. Uh. And after that, she puts <laughs> it on her puts it on her IG. Uh. Dude, that, that would like, be like a cool web series, man. It, that would be like the best like best thing any influencer has done in 2020 to help Singaporeans uh, really if you think about yeah, it. That's why. Yeah, that's right. But uh, actually one thing um, one thing that I think Workers' Party did say uh, that, that could have caused Xiaoxue's uh, block to look so bad is that ultimately we are coming out from uh, the circuit breaker and also the workers' dormitories being uh, you know being cleared of COVID and everything uh. So mm. there's still a lot of a uh, backlog of of stuff that construction and maintenance work that hasn't been done. Uh. So I don't yeah. know. It could be that the block, you know, was a bit backlogged because of the that last few months. True. So so it's kind of a, it's a bit. You, if you're picking now to pick on all these things, definitely there's a much higher chance that it's going to be fucked up, uh, Compared to, you know, she got a lot of like glowing reviews of PAP wards from people in her DMs. That could have been like pre-COVID and pre-CB and everything. Uh. That's so, so true. It's a very That's different true. Thing, uh. yeah. 
Because I'm sure everyone has seen like the, or at least once we were coming out of Circuit Breaker, the longer grass, right? You know, in mm. public areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so Imagine things if, did if you slow down. Then, like, yeah. If you took a video, yeah, then all these were like, yeah. 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 live in workers' parties like that. <laughs> yeah, the grass damn long. Then like people, yeah, because they haven't stepped out of their house in PAP wards, they remember, oh, my grass is all so trim and beautiful yeah, and yeah. smells so fresh. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. so so yeah, quite opportunistic lah. Mm, right. Just the timing lah, the timing. Ah, just the timing. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe it was a way to launch her podcast. Yes. Amazing. The new Sashway podcast. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. The new Sashway podcast. Which I'm sure will get people listening lah. Because now, now, okay, the things I'm looking at the podcasts that are coming out and the stuff that is going, it feels like it's turning into the YouTube trending list where it's oh, just talking about yeah. like ex-husband stuff and all this gossip shit so so guys if you want if you want the podcast to remain something that hopefully okay I won't say you can't learn from those podcasts but but yeah I just I don't know what I'm saying also I just feel that it's great that everyone is making more podcasts but I hope that that yeah no I, I know what to say what saying. if yeah, you want to get A for your if you want to get A for your general paper A levels or your listen to English us, yeah. O level listen to us uh, it will help yeah. you uh, so but so but if you're older, yeah. yeah. If you if you're older and want to have like interesting conversations with your friends, uh, just listen to us also. Yeah, either be and the most interesting or the most annoying person at the table, like. It's always one of the two. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. You can learn how to be interesting from me and learn how to be annoying from Terence. <laughs> yeah, and you no, can yeah negative, ask all no, your no, Indian negative, friends. Negative all vibes <laughs> coming from you, Harish. I know Jupiter is driving. <laughs> Jupiter is driving your bus right now, but a lot of negative vibes. I will chant for you. I will chant for you to help you clear your negative yeah, vibes. Yeah, whenever you see your Indian friend get newly married, first thing to ask, is it love or arranged? Oh, love, love. Okay, okay. Congrats, congrats. Yes, oh, you congrats. don't even say arranged. Is it marriage or love marriage? That's what you yeah, must correct, ask. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many people did you turn down? You know, how many people did your parents set you up with? Yeah, yeah. correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. But yes, that brings us to the final segment of our podcast. Yes. Which is what is your one, what is one your one shock thing? thing? Um, yeah. a bit late lah, but I mean, since since everyone's working from home more, I just start. I just picked up this uh, this game for the Nintendo Switch. It's called Ring Fit. So it's actually an exercise game for the Switch. So um, yeah. basically, when you buy it as a big box, and it's pretty expensive. It's about like I think hundred thirty, hundred forty dollars, depending where yeah. you get it. Uh, and then you can attach the Nintendo Switch controllers onto this ring. It looks like this. It's just this ring lah, this plastic ring. You attach your mm-hmm. controller on it and then you attach another controller using a strap. You attach it to your leg. But with that ring and that thing on your leg, it actually can track your movements quite accurately. Uh. And it actually yeah. provides you, uh, it gamifies your whole exercise process. So there's a whole story where you're a guy and you 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 have this ring, this magic ring that uh, used to entrap a, a demon or something like that. And then the demon escaped. And now you got to use the ring to go back and try and catch a demon. Uh. So mm. actually, the game actually requires you to like jog on the spot and then like, you know, squeeze and extend the ring. And so you're working out your upper body, your lower body. And then when you do squats, it measures the amount of squats you do. So actually, it's, it's been really mm. fun. Uh. I've just been using it for a couple of days and uh, I actually feel like going to complete the game. I don't think of it as exercise. I feel like, hey, I want to go and get to the next stage of the game. So I want to go. That essentially requires me to go and exercise and stand in front of my TV and like do it. And it's a good workout. It's a good workout. workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they will measure based on your height and your weight and everything and then you tell them how intense you want it. Then they will just like either lengthen or shorten the game for you. Wow, that's cool. So so it's a... uh, one of the promises of the Nintendo Switch when it was launched was it would allow the technology in the, the Switch would allow uh, different kind of interactions, uh, physical interactions with the device. Rather than, you know, last time Nintendo Wii was just like a camera and then you just be mindlessly mm. swinging and trying to hit a tennis ball or golf or, or whatever. Whereas this one yeah. is much more like it's, it's very accurate and you really do feel like you're playing a game uh, when you when you do it. This reminds me of that. There was that running app where you run away from zombies or something, right? Yeah, when yeah, you're, yeah, correct, when you're having correct. a run, they kind of gamify it, which I thought was quite cool. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I mean, there's just one. There's another one that I'll probably save for another time because I, I want to try it out before I, I bring up some one-shot thing. But that one is to more to do with Mario Kart. Uh, you all can go and Google that yourselves if you want. I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my one-shot thing is that earlier this week the 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 three scientists that won the 2020 Nobel Prize in physics right mm. uh is uh it was shared by Roger Penrose Reinhard Genzel and Andrea Gez. 
So mm. normally, when I read up on like people who win, or like if I hear people who win Nobel Peace Prizes in chemistry or something, it'd be peace, some... Peace Prize or... Oh no, Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize in, in physics. Physics, so, okay, okay. Yeah, so when I hear of winners of Nobel Prizes in sciences and all that, normally it's some new way to dissect this and all this fucking thing that I don't understand. But these mm. three people, they were actually the ones who, who did the work that confirmed the existence of black holes. Oh. So this this is this is attributing the work they did in 1964 1965 mm. and it just blew my mind thinking that oh shit like back then people didn't really know about black holes mm. which i mean of course it's a obvious thing like we have, we learn new things every year new discoveries being made but it just fucking just made me realize like oh shit like just less than like what, 50, 60 plus years ago the f- the concept of black holes which i would assume most people are aware with now didn't exist you know, you hear about the Earth being center of the universe like 300 years ago, that changed. It felt like so far back. But mm. fuck, man, who knows in 60 years, we might be thinking about something that's so fucking wrong, right? Then in 60 years, people will look back and be like, oh my God, there were these two idiots who were talking on this podcast about black holes. No, they're actually white holes. Mm. I mean, it's kind of right. like uh, Pluto, right? Remember, uh, as yeah. kids and growing everything, we always thought Pluto was the furthest planet in our solar system. Then one yeah. day, like they, they realize that like, actually it shouldn't be classified as a planet, and then it's no longer a planet. And then now we're like, oh shit! Uh, you know, your entire childhood was a lie. <laughs> oh yeah. So now, if you if you Google solar system, it just says eight planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pluto's no oh, longer fuck. a planet. Yeah, 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 that's true. But yeah. it totally it totally forgot about it. That when we were growing up, it was you. How many planets in solar system? Yeah. It's like it's like what's two times two? It's like how many planets? Yeah. Nine. How many yeah. planets? Like now, so there's one eight is what, known Pluto, planets, yeah. Yeah. and then the, yeah. the the dog is it Mickey Mouse's dog is named Pluto, also right? Yeah, yeah correct, yeah, correct, 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 correct. Yeah, and so now they are known as the known planets. Then they are uh, known dwarf planets, which yeah. the two of which that are universally accepted is Pluto and Eris. Then yeah. there's one more likely to be, which is Ceres, and two more possible ones: Haumea and Makemake. Mm. Holy shit! So yeah, next time. Damn. The you the astrologer that I'll get for your birthday, he won't be able to say Pluto is driving a bus right now. He won't be able to say that. Kind of yeah, exactly, gems, uh. exactly. Yeah. If he doesn't evolve and adapt, right, he might tell you this fucking shit immediately. You know, he's a scam. Yeah, he's so a scam. any of you who have astrologers, there's not a planet. There's not a planet, dude. <laughs> any of you got astrologers who mentioned, oh, the planets are wrong, and Pluto is a bit out. You're like, fuck you. Give me back my money, you piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the best way. Yeah. Anyone who is an astrologer, just ask them like how many planets are there in the system and all that. <laughs> then fucking if they give nine, right? Just walk out. Just stand up, turn around, and walk out. Get your money back first, huh? Get your money back. Get your money back. <laughs> Get your money back. And and if any of you need help with your love life, you can email Terrence at Bombay. Terrence from Bombay. Right. <laughs> Terrence from Bombay at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's, so uh, when are you how many more episodes do you have I think like two more two more or one and a half more or something like that one yeah. and a half more well you yeah. can't that means you can't wait for a second season I think there's gonna there'll probably be a second season I hope la. yeah and I hope they, they they go even out of the US and everything to come to places like Singapore as well to to try I, I mean oh, I'd love be, to see that'd be yeah. fucking cool yeah cause, cause I mean like American uh, Indian Americans are you know that it's a certain type of I mean you, you sort of uh Last time in school, all that you we meet a lot of them, like right, and and yeah, but that's just only one type of uh, Indian diaspora. Like. There's so many different types yeah. in the world. It's the, it's the crazy, main thing yeah. is they can't go to India because the one thing I realized from my limited pool of Indian friends, not say limited pool, but yeah, I I, I had a good amount of Indian friends from India, uh, and amount of uh like American-born Indian friends. Like. And the funniest thing I realized was it almost felt like the further away you get from China, the more tightly you hold... Uh, from India, what the fuck am I saying? Further away you get from India, the more tightly you hold on to your culture. Like. So mm-hmm. I had some American-born Indian friends who had done Bharanatyam, learn Hindi, learn Bengali, learn Punjabi, know how to sing this, know how to do that. I talked to my friends from Bombay, they're like, fuck the Sita, man. I just want to drink. <laughs> then I'm like, don't you want to learn about your culture they're like fuck no man growing up in India the whole life fuck let's just drink some whiskey bro yeah, I was yeah, like oh yeah. that's cool so yeah if they come to Singapore that would be cool or maybe we're just suckers for reality Asian reality TV shows like, because Singapore social a lot of people hated it we loved it this one I think I can imagine like what you said some Indian people in the US saying this is not reflective of all Indian people but we love it mm. man no but, but yeah, I think so, uh, when I watch when I watch Indian matchmaking it actually bore more resemblance to something like Terrace House compared to Singapore Social. Mm, and, that, mm, and and you know how how highly I hold Terrace House in spite of it yeah, being fake and yeah. everything. Uh, it's because yeah. 
because it's like unabashedly just talking about one culture and how yeah. you know how people in that culture do their things. It's very interesting for someone who's not from that culture, lah. And in some way, they did get a spectrum of Indian youth, lah. Right? Whereas yeah. Singapore social, everyone seemed to be good looking and cool, lah. <laughs> Yeah, and they all hung right. out at the Everyone. same places. They all hung out yeah, at like, Tanjong Beach Club all on the same day and everything. Yeah, <laughs> this one you have the mama's boy, you have the uh, super fashionable, potentially closeted gay guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and then of course Aparna. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> and the awkwardness of the yeah. dates are uh, sometimes they they capture that quite well, which is something yeah, that that uh awesome. yeah Terrace House also does. Uh, they capture awkwardness in the everyday human in- interactions as well. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. Yeah, you guys should check it out. Check out the Joe Rogan yep. podcast as well. Mm. And yeah. And Sasha's podcast also. Sasha's podcast. And podcast. Yeah. What's it called? Uh? uh I don't know, man. I haven't I haven't checked it out myself. Huh. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. And the Nest Daily podcast. I mean that one you can check out if you want to. Like. Just check yeah. out for research. Check out yeah. for research. We will put a link in the description. Actually, right. yeah, maybe I'll message him. Just mm. saying, hey, you want to come on our podcast or not? Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. we should, we should. Cool, all right. Man. Cool. All right. Peace out. Talk to you all next week. Oh, no, in the next few days, Mm. I guess. Yeah. All right.